0: Now we've got the lovely Miss Tuila Grace Tuololele, who not only brings us gorgeous flowers every week at the Newtown Market, amongst many other things, always those busy people get a lot done, she is a field enrolment officer for the enrolment office, and if that sounds too official for you, that means she has been on the front line getting people to enrol to vote for months. Welcome to BC. Side stories on Access Radio, Tuila. Thank you for having me, Laurie. <laughs> oh, look, honestly, ladies and gentlemen, you'd all want to be here right now. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> so, Tuila, that is a pretty serious role title. Is that how seriously the 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 enrolment office takes the job of getting people to vote?
1: I think the Electoral Commission are taking um, enrolment of voters acre- incredibly seriously because, as most of the readers, uh, listeners, I'm guessing, will know, uh, we had the worst turnout uh, since figures began in the 2011 election.
0: Wow, I wasn't aware of that.
1: It was the, the worst. <gasps> And 70-plus years, I think, that they've been keeping the statistics.
0: Wow. Mm. Was there a reason around that? Did they give any? More? Well, depending on
1: um, – I mean, I don't want to assign blame, but I think um, uh, voters probably were turned off by um, – there's lots of reasons, and I, I can't really outline those, Laurie, because yeah. they'd all be my own opinion, right. and they're not necessarily the opinion of the Electoral Commission.
0: OK, <laughs> let's move along then, and that's fair enough, because um, I, I appreciate it would be hard not to give a weighted answer on that one. Typical, we go straight in on that. So what are, um, how has the general response been then to the to getting people to enrol this time?
1: Fantastic, and... Um, Probably uh, the students, more than any um, sector of the community, uh, are a lot more aware, A, of their role to play um, as first-time voters, second-time or third voters. Some people um, that I've come across up at Vic are 25 years old and they've never voted. (gasps) Um, but they understand understand the magnitude of this coming election that um, there's no excuse for them to sit on the fence as it were right. or not to have an opinion. And I think the difference between New Zealand and Australia in Australia it is illegal not to vote. Um, here in New Zealand it is illegal not to enrol, but you don't have to vote. So it would be great if we could go the Australian way and make it actually illegal not to vote.
0: This is incredible. I'm learning more things in the last five minutes than I've ever known before. Mm. So that's an approach that the New Zealand government, well, we could take is to make it a legal requirement to vote, or make well, it illegal not to vote.
1: Totally, but I think probably um, since... 2005 um, the general participation rates across the board in New Zealand society was around the mid 80s Right. in terms of turnout and that's been steadily declining um, for whatever reasons and um, I think the Electoral Commission have Probably thrown a, a, a lot more energy and resources into making people aware of the fact A, there's no, I mean, who can ignore it? There's an election happening on September 20, but um, advanced voting uh, began on September right. 3rd. You can now vote and uh, the last election, you could only apply for an advance vote. You had to say, "I'm leaving the country. Here's my plane ticket to prove." But now, advance voting is open across the board to anyone in the community. You can rock up to the post office and say, "I'm. I want to put my vote in now," um, and you can.
0: Fantastic. So that's another way that just makes it easier for people to be able to achieve doing that. So is it is it, um, I mean, I'm always cautious about these questions, but is there a demographic, since you're at the market, which just gives such a great cross-section of Wellington, a great offering up in one snapshot, were there any particular types of people that you started to target to ask if they were enrolled to vote?
1: Probably migrants would be the biggest Um, uh, a couple of weeks ago the Kilburnie Islamic Centre had an open day and they launched that uh, with the um, race relations commissioner and and the old GG and Anan Sathianan and and various other politicians etc but th- the good thing is that i was able to rock up there with all my my stuff but also all the pamphlets were uh, written in arabic <laughs> so i was able to sort of work wow. the room with the arabic pamphlets and that spoke their language i'm sure it might have been you know blunt governmental speak to them but it was written for them and and that was the perfect environment and um, and then on Sunday, I was back there. Um, and then so the ladies came out one door from Ladies' Prayer. and then, Amazing. And then I was like, well, where are the men? Well, the men have gone out the other door. It's like, oh God, i run that side. So. It's amazing. You know, the, and that's the whole thing about enfranchising communities and people is that every single voice, um, every single vote needs to be um, registered.
0: Amazing. You must be the lady around town. You must be known everywhere. Well, <laughs> uh,
1: I'm really peeved. I didn't get to Monday last night's meeting at R.E. Street um, thingy. Right, um, yeah, it
0: looked incredible, actually. Didn't it sound actually, good? Yeah, on Facebook. The rafters. They were hanging from the rafters.
1: And I suppose I made a call because everyone is so political up at that valley (laughs) and I thought I'm not going to get anyone enrolled. These people would have enrolled in March.
0: (laughs) But you would have had a good night. I would have had a good
1: night. (laughs) And um, Grant Grant Robertson could probably consider being a stand-up comedian after his parliamentary career.
0: Wow. (laughs) Well I must say I did get to the Newtown one last week and I actually got to the Newtown one as I was prompted by Generation Zero and I I was really impressed that it took them to get my butt out of the house and get it down to the hall. But it was also it was very colourful and very interesting. Once again, a great snapshot of society.
1: It's actually one thing that uh, I think I saw a story about that Laurie, and they they came to the conclusion if there was ever going to be a revolution in New Zealand, it would happen in Newtown.
0: Really? Did you see that? Well, actually, yeah, that guy, I must say, I passed off his pamphlet, but he kind of was speaking my language. He was right. He just needed a slick hairdo and a suit, and Mm. we would have all been there, I think. Mm. Mm. Okay, the revolution from Newtown. Started at the market on a Saturday. What would you say, um, where are the biggest enrolment gaps that we've got at the moment?
1: Well, in Wellington, the biggest gap is the 18 to 25. Uh, Ah, yes. And... Uh, there's lots of reasons for that. There's first-time voters. There are voters who have switched off. Um, unfortunately, those who are starting a path of disengaging, they don't vote. And if you don't vote the first time when you turn 18 or whenever that election is there, you've got a more than high likelihood of continuing that trend of, of abstaining. Um, but what I've been telling students uh, when I've been up at Vickers, and often they're, they're informed, they're making a conscious decision of none of the above or for whatever reasons. But I, I try and reinforce to them that, yes, you may hate the bunch that are in Parliament at the moment, but uh, bad politicians are elected by good people who don't vote. And um, that's the message that I want to um, get to people is, you know, don't don't turn off, switch off. Um, these individuals, the parliamentarians, affect our lives more than we can ever um Control, I, sh- I suppose we should say, and this is one way of the people's um, or people communities being able to have some form of control that they can actually say, "We don't want you; we want
0: him or her." I swear, Twila. Tell me um, if you could. Just being on the front line, and you're probably getting a lot of people talking to you about where they're at, what would you say, a bit of a snapshot of society, because you've probably been talking to a great cross-section, what are we really looking like out there? Well, I think um, the Wellington in
1: particular, we've, we've you know, with the ethnography or ethnography, if you want to call it that, is, you know, we're a predominantly white European um, community with uh, little pockets, and they are little. I I was out of Wellington for 11 years and came back in 2011, and I was just amazed um, how fewer uh, Maori and Pacific people now live in Wellington, and Mm. I think... Um, the price of living in Wellington is incredibly high in, compared to the rest of the country. Um, schools are harder to get into, and if you can't live in the sort of environs of the schools that you want your children to go to, then parents are making B decisions. OK, we're going right. to move over to Masterton, or we're going to move up to the Hawke's Bay, or whatever. And
0: It might um, not be such a B decision. And that's right. <laughs>
1: Um, and so, um, but we do have a massive migrant community and, Mm. and they too are also, dare I say, are probably ghettoized within the council housing Mm. or housing New Zealand housing. And so there are pockets of them and, and I probably got that more, um, Reinforced when I was up at Vic, and the cleaners. Um, normally, they would either be Maori or Pacific. In my day, when right. I was up at Vic, well, they're all Sudanese, um, Somalian. You know, the it's that classic migrant culture where they come in, they bring their children with them, they educate them, and and it's their way of getting up that ladder or off the. Shall we say minimum wage earn and, right. and you know Pacific people listening will understand that their mums would go and clean while their the father would come home and look after the children, and the mother would go off cleaning at night.:
0: Yes, yes
1: um, that's the way it went for migrant communities coming into New Zealand.
0: Mm, so a real pattern or rhythm Change. actually, yeah, yeah, happening there.
1: Dear, I say it there, you know, who's the... I, I don't want to say anything inflammatory, no, I won't say that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What about another thing that struck me with voting this year? I don't know because my own, if my own eyes have been particularly open, but it's felt like the, there's been more pressure or more push from every angle possible, every campaign possible to get people voting. Would you agree on that? Absolutely. And it's,
1: I think, I mean, it's, I mean the people can knock the American system. But one thing the Americans do have right is that you. You only get two terms. That's it. You do your two terms, and then it's it's an automatic. The Democrats or the Republicans here in New Zealand, um, they can run term after term. There's no limit. And um, I think the three-year term time is too too short in terms of making substantial change or or working ahead of themselves. And that's probably what the uh, the government did. The Labor government when they came in in '96, they were plotting their third term. They weren't worrying about the second. They were. Worrying about their third. Right. And because the country has gone, or oh, the world has gone through the global financial crisis, the GFC, I've only worked that out what that is. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: Well done. Um, GFC.
1: <laughs> um, the global financial it's crisis. A third
0: thing I've learned on the show. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> And um, people are understanding the economic choices that the government of the day are making and the effects that it means. And, you know, people can weigh up, do we want to have $60 billion in debt? Do we, Can we afford to buy Mighty River Power shares? Um, you know, there's there's lots of reasons why people politi- politically engage or don't engage. And the, the the beginning point or the starting point is by having your voice and voting.
0: That's right. So just getting ready for next year, is there anything you would like to see happen in terms of getting people to vote, to enrol now that you've been on that front line? Uh,
1: The one... um the the unions, and I'm not I'm not banging the, the, the potlid for the unions here, but the unions have been incredibly smart. And the Get Out and Vote campaign, which they kicked off from the 3rd, which is when advanced voting started, right. from the 3rd of September, they've been incredibly savvy. And um, the 1 million voters, or the missing voters, and I've never been able, because I'm a former journalist, I've always wanted to find out the actual specifics of that figure. And it is between 800,000 and 1 million uh, shall we say, and r- voters who were capable of voting but didn't vote. Wow. Who 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 didn't take part in 2011? And it's huge numbers. Um, they are huge. Yeah. And when you look at the 18 to 25 year olds, and in terms of their enrolment rates at 72. percent if you were to look at their voting um, statistics as well of those 72%, um, sorry, of the 28% who abstained, what were those reasons? And those those 28%, I think, are really, really interesting. Um,
0: Can you give a synopsis on those?
1: Mm, not really. I think it's more... Um, it's the it's the forward trend, and say in ten years' time, because at the moment in America, uh, is the the voting proportionality is about 50%, and here in New Zealand, it's a, last year it was last election was around 72, 74%. Um, in America, it's 50% of voters take part. So. Um, actually, Len Brown's um, mayoral candidacy is probably a better example. But of the local government, the 50% of the voters, less than, I think it was 45%, Len Brown received 15% of that 45%. Wow. So when you break it down even further, the 15% that Len Brown was endorsed by if you take that percentage of the total population that's a hell of a lot of power for people who who didn't vote if you know what i'm saying i do yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't take much to win a, a local body election if you've got money basically
0: yeah yeah that's always a big hand isn't it Toila just one more quick question what do you love about wellington and what do you think we should work to hold on work to hold on to
1: what do I love about Wellington? Um, first of all, today that was a beautiful day. So uh, Wellington is always stunning on a on a clear. Um, windless day, and even though we love the wind, it, it, it does drive us batty. And we always think <laughs> That's about ways all to the escape best it. ones
0: are.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all been driven batty, Lloyd. Um, and what I love about Wellington is is its uh, smallness. Um, a couple of Fridays ago, I went to the opening of um, Moon Moon Bar on Rutherford Street in Newtown. Now we couldn't get in, and that was cool. Um, but there was a like a, a, a a instant street party on Riverford Street, <laughs> and then we all, all had to decamp to Baobab and then we were in the garden at Baobab and there were parties all over the place <laughs> with people who couldn't get in, and it just felt so. I just, I mean, I've been to New York and Paris and places like that, but it just felt so goddamn funky, and the fact that it was local and it was in Newtown, and and there were just all types of colours and sizes and shapes and. It, it just made me feel incredibly proud that here in, in Wellington, we know how to get the funk on.
0: <laughs> You're so right, We sister. do, we
1: do. And, and <laughs> Auckland can, you know, the, the the home of business and enterprise and all the bloody head offices have moved up to Auckland and whoop de do But in Wellington, we really know how to do organic... Uh, of the people, for the people. Pop up um, party.
0: Pop up <laughs> party. Yeah. I love it. I don't. I think that's a unique answer. have yeah. yeah, a sole unique answer to yeah. that question. So, uh, Tuila. What do you have to say to the people who are not enrolled, you can or s- think that they can't?
1: <laughs> well, it, I think people were a bit confused about the the marketing campaign. It said enrol by 20 of August in time for the election, and some people seem to think that uh, oh God, 20th of August, 20th of August has passed, and I probably can't do it. Wrong. You can still enrol and vote uh, to vote. In fact, if you don't enrol, you'll be casting a special vote. in and that just holds up the results by about two weeks. So I'm not discouraging you not to vote, but enrol, go down to the post office. Um, the forms are all there waiting for you. Um, or, you know, here in the studio, we've got a, an enrolment poster right there. So you can visit elections.org.nz um, or hit the free phone on 0800 367656.
0: Tuila on behalf of Wellington thank you so much for all the work you're doing on oh, getting people to enrol. Thank
1: you for having me Laurie and and also you know depending on where you sit on the spectrum let's just hope that whatever happens people will be happy um, on Saturday night September 20 and the only way you can make a difference is by getting out there and exercising your vote. People have died to vote and I would hate to think that people would just throw it away and essentially that means a, a vote for the status quo and if you want to challenge the status quo the only way you can do that is, is by exercising your voice and your feet and your hands and get in there and and start voting from now it opened on the third
0: kia ora tula
1: kia ora, laurie
0: she's chosen survivor by bob marley for many reasons enjoy